This is True Bloods, the number one Sydney Spawns fan podcast. And today on the show, we will be discussing the lead up to the massive first game of the year. Yes, we're finally here, boys. Round 1 2019. This Saturday night against the Western Bulldogs, as well as everything else, Sydney Swans. Once again, no Tommy Flanagan in the studio. So it is I, Benny Andrew, in the hot seat once again, joined as always. In the Podular Media Studio by Madison Clark and Dave Baxter. Gentlemen, how are we? Very well, very well. Benny, good to see you back in the hot seat. I had a week off. I had an ailment, but I seem to be fighting fit now. So uh, very good to be back and very pumped up to see the Bloods run out on our Marvel Stadium, Deebs. Yes, uh, Mads, uh, thanks for that, mate. Uh, Benny, always a pleasure have you back in the driver's seat this week. Fantastic effort last week. The ratings were through the roof, and uh, numbers think, don't lie, Debs. Numbers don't, don't lie, and uh, I think uh, Tommy's got a, a he's got to step up to the plate when he comes back. Um, but um, our shoulders will be okay. We'll carry him through this week, and uh, we'll go again next week when Tommy's back in action. Hundred percent. Now, um, Mads, a big flogging of the dogs this week, you reckon? Look, I think uh, I think I speak for all. Swanee supporters, Benny, when, when I say I'm, I'm really liking the way we're coming into this season. I think everyone's written us off, which they always do. Um, and I think a, a telling sign is seeing the AFL actually post a status today saying, where do you think the Swans will finish as they've done in the same fashion with all the other teams? With every side. Correct. And uh, it makes for good reading, Deebs, to be honest. Uh, but there are a lot of uh, words like cola and salary cap and even even the word cheat uh, coming up, which well, let, oh, let's I just, found let's amusing. Let's just stop it there for a second, Mads. Let's Cola, right? Let's How, unpack that. The What is it? The cost of living allowance. Cost of living allowance, exactly. Um, it was, I think it was 9% on top of everyone's contract. It's not like you got a big lump sum of 9% at the end. So if someone's on 100000 we can pay them 109000 That's basically how it worked to allow for that living allowance. And I'll right? tell you what, Debs. Some you pretty know, quick math there, Debs. That's some quick math. That's if it. you know anything about the Sydney property market, that, that 10% is absolutely required. That. And it's pivotal. That, and that's just, pivotal. To, just to pay their rent, right? And everyone thought we're getting all this extra money. And basically, we got punished for two years, not allowed to trade because we were over the salary cap because we were given the cola. Debs, fundamentally outrageous. And, and the fact that people... People still say that when we have bet we, we've got the same salary cap as everyone else now. Um, it's just blatant. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And um, to see those comments, they're uneducated, mate. So yeah, take it with a grain of salt. Absolutely. That's it. But um, yeah, look, the negativity is just coming through about the Swans from the general public. I no, like it though, Deebs. Yeah, I yeah, like it. I've got to say, I'm I really like not it. that. Fu- I'm not really. Yeah. I'm really not that fussed about it. I because, like being an underdog. Yeah, that's when 100%. we won flags. Exactly right, Mads. Exactly right. Couldn't agree more. It's what we want. We we fly under the radar. This, this is my game plan. We we scrape into top four. We win that first quali. Have a week off home prelim. That's how it works. We we fly under the radar most years, and I think everyone just wants to see us not make the finals because we we've made twenty of the last twenty three. Correct. Yeah, jealousy, pretty, jealousy, deeps. Pretty formidable stat. And this is what I go to, boys. Our, our list has not got worse. We've we've gotten rid of players that, again, all loyalties aside, we we no longer have players on our list for a reason. That's it. Well, let's let's just have a look at old your one of your former men, Dan Hanabry. Hasn't that just been a blessing? Look, he, correct. Well, he's got his soft tissue injuries, and he's going to struggle off a interrupted preseason. That's one we don't have to worry about. Gary Rowan, in and out of games. That's not what we need um, as a player at the Swans. Good luck to him down at the Cats. But then our, our younger players, they're coming into that, that peak window. They've got a couple of preseasons under their belt now. Um, and I think we're just, we've got better, and we were 10 minutes of footy off top four last year. Correct. So 10 if, minutes of footy, wasn't it? That's 10 it. 10 minutes of footy. If we play anywhere near to the ability that we did last year, we're playing finals, possibly top four. And there were games that we lost last year that we shouldn't have lost. 
Yeah, Gold Coast for a start, but we we won't dread on that, Mads. But um, no, but that, yeah. that's that's our potential. Exactly, that's right. what I mean. It's it, a couple of kicks, and and we we make top four clearly. That's it, and look, that's the way it goes in seasons. You you lose some games that you 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 shouldn't lose, and you win some that you probably didn't think you were going to win. But I think with the way our list is and the players we have at our disposable disposal, I should say, um, look, we've got the best player in the comp. Buddy Franklin, there's even talk of him playing this week. Look, I, don't, I wouldn't mind giving him another one just so he's got another week on the track. But we're we're a bloody good footy team. And the way we the way we played in the JLT, the way we went about it, look, I, I can't see us not playing finals. Look, I completely agree with both of you. I don't think that this comes down to a question of the talent of our list. All right, This will come down to effectively what happens in the coach's box. Correct. And we can, well, more than likely, we will sit and debate this all year. However, the one thing that I come back to is the fact that, realistically, we have got a bloke like Buddy Franklin. We've got guys in the mids like Parker, like Kennedy. We've got guys down back that are just seasoned veterans. We've got cool heads in guys like... Smooch. Like Smooch, like Macca. We've got a guy like Dane Rampey who's hands down one of the best defenders in the competition and gets almost zero praise for it. Mm. But at the end of the day, the amount of times that the coaches' box has failed our list and yet... They all just kind of put their heads together and they find a way to get it done. Um, I, all this talk of us bottoming out and falling down the ladder, I find it, I'm not saying it's you know impossible, it's not going to happen. I'm just saying that I think it's highly unlikely. Something would have to go seriously, seriously yeah, drastically wrong. wrong. And you speak about the coach's box. I mean, I guess that's been, that's been my bugbear. Over the over the last couple of years, um, in that we're not utilising the talent we have with, with a game plan that sort of suits it, and so uh, for mine, I completely for, for yours, agree, Matt. For, for mine, Debs, I completely agree with you, Ben. If it just takes a little tinkering with with the game game plan, a little bit of lowering your eyes, and there's no reason that we can't win the premiership this year. Yeah, that's what I like about the second JLT against the Gold Coast, there was a, a clear indication on how we were going to play. There wasn't that bombing style of footy. They were lowering the eyes, looking for the yep. target, and they're working their way through the zone. And if we go about that like that this year, we're, we're going to be a dangerous footy side. Debs, I am inclined to agree. I just think that at the end of the day, we have got a... A stunning list and all the failings that we talked about last year kind of came from the coach's box. The fact that we could never lower, we never seemed to lower the eyes. We just bombed away, hoping that Buddy get on the end of it, kick 10, and we'd, you know, shake down the thunder from the sky, so to speak. But uh, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we've got to be a little bit smarter with our use. Correct. And I back in our boys every day of the week to, to get that done. Absolutely. One thing I just want to bring up from the uh, JLT, uh, JLT2 against the Gold Coast, Tommy Papley in the middle. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it, it a lot. Loved it. Oh, just a bit of pace. He's got that explosive, explosive pace out of the pace, pack. Steve's explosive pace. Loves taking a bounce, meters gained, huge stat to look at. I was, I was um, going to bring that up later. He, for mine, was very, very effective in, even I, I'm going to go so far as to say he was a lot more effective than Mills as far as I was concerned in, in that particular on, on game. The ball. On, on the ball. ball. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, on the ball, in the midfield. Um, he's just – he's got that – you said it perfectly, that explosive pace. And that's what, you, that's what I think we've lacked in the midfield. 100%, Mads. And I was kicking myself how uh, Ben and I didn't bring it up um, last week, but – Geez, that was an exciting thing to see. Yeah, very much so. In our midfield, we don't have that real explosive pace player, and he could be that for us. He's obviously had a, a big preseason and looking good, um, nice and fit. Um, he could be a, a bit of a game changer for us, Ben. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm more than happy to see uh, perhaps in the mids. Uh, you say explosive pace. I mean, mate, think about it. Almost look bit more of like an x-factor and you know what once again it'll be that move that we cried out for all of last year mads 
just do something to that demands a reaction. 100%. I'm mm-hmm. all for seeing Paps in the mids. All for it. Um, I think actually, in fact, you look at Paps, you look at uh, Millsy, uh, obviously Henny's already spending a lot of time through there. Someone like Florent could benefit with a bit of time through the mids. You know, we, we're pretty fortunate that, um, you know, we've got this young group of evolving sort of Swans players that we uh, are actually cycling through. And um, a fun little fact for all those playing along at home, uh, the Swans have actually debuted the second highest number of debutants league-wide over the past three seasons, uh, with Brisbane leading the competition with 20, Sydney and Fremantle trailing with 18. But see, that's the thing. It's Brisbane debuting people out of absolute necessity. Yeah, exactly And right. it's us debuting it because we have that option, um, which again goes back to how insane I think it is that people think we're just going to bottom out because we're an aging list. 100%. But, but I won't go. I won't get into that. It, it spikes my blood pressure a little bit, Debs. I'm trying to just keep it calm at the moment. Um, but look, I think it's important to also recognise that uh, the big Budwar was actually honoured with AFL Life membership last Thursday night, boys. Pre-season, regular season, and finals matches, 300, ma- 300 games ticked over. Congratulations to the big boy. Gets out, it ticks over 300 this year, I'm pretty sure. So that, that'll be massive, uh, a massive achievement for Bud. Um, he's an absolute legend of the game. He, he will go down as probably the best modern-day player um, that we've seen, and I am bloody excited, and I've been banging on about it all pre-season. A f- up and fit and firing Buddy Franklin yeah. is going to do us <clears throat> wonders. He, well, he, he, how many games has he won for us off his own boot already? If we he has that just a little bit more support coming from a few more goals to Avenue, which hopefully we get with the likes of Menzel and you know Haywood gets up to 30, Sam 35. Reed. Sam Reid, fit rig. Look, we're, we're, you start talking like that, we're bloody dangerous boys. We are, and we're gonna go. We're gonna go deep into September, and if we can keep all these guys fit, that's where we're gonna become that danger team for a lot of people. Look, I'm I'm inclined to agree. I, for me, it's just about the fact that he can do things on a football field that no one else can do. All right, you talk about blokes who. Um, will take themselves off into the middle of the ground and like, right, this is my ball to win. Game's on the line. I'm going and getting it done. Buddy is one of those players, all right? Now, he he goes about it a little differently, but he has put our side on his shoulders on more than one occasion and said, I'm, I'm going to take care of this one. I'd argue, I'd argue that it's probably more than 10 occasions. Even. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's for ridiculous. Sure. He... It, Honestly, like the guy is a freak. There's no other way to go about it. All right, you can't. You can spin it as many different ways as you want, but the bloke is a once in a lifetime talent. And you look at guys uh, in the in the AFL who have redefined what it is to be a modern day footballer. Talk of your, the likes of your Dangerfields, your Dusties. They are complete players. And the fact is, that's exactly what buddies. All right, he's a key forward who can just do pretty much bloody everything yep. because he's he has the strength of an ox and he's got he's he's just got this ability to to play in the forward line to play up the ground and hit hit players up and set up plays with his field kicking. But he also loves having a tight situation in a game and just going, "Give me the pill because I want to. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this over the line." Yeah, Ben. I I actually. I remember it was probably this game either last year or the year before. Yeah, two um, years ago. Two years ago where Buddy Round just... Two. And we were probably down by four goals. Buddy got us back into the game. We didn't get the chocolates that night, but the way that's the way you can dominate a game. Just taking that mark outside 50. Wheels on to the wheel left. Wheel onto the left, and the rest is history. But um, look, we, we need... It'll be interesting to see whether he plays this week. I'm not too fast. Yeah. I'm not too fussed whether he does or not. I'd rather him be fit at the pointy end of the year than round one. I don't know what this obsession with uh, people being fit for round one is. And, and I totally agree, but we've seen it in the past. They have played Bud when he hasn't been 100%. And it's like, yeah, you've you got to play Buddy. But with it being, as you said, round one, it, it's absolutely not a necessity yeah. that we have to play him. There's no does, reason to risk running him out there underdone. Yeah. So if he does play, I just hope he's 100% ready to go, um, which I think... I think our um, footy 
footy department have got the runs on the board. We've always to, been pretty yeah. conservative in this sense. Yeah, yeah. correct. I, I'm, I'm not concerned. If he runs out, I will have full confidence that he's fully fit and yep. ready to go. Um, but at the same time, we don't have a reason to... We don't have a reason to, to say, oh, well, geez, we better put Buddy out there. You know, like at the end of the day, we need we need more miles into a bloke like Reed uh, while we can do it. Uh, we've got the likes of McCartan. We've got the likes of uh, Blakey. You know, there's plenty of tall tall forward options that we can go for. I'd, I'd, I know, Mads, you're probably going to uh, disapprove of this, but I'd rather see Blakey yeah. run around out there <laughs> for sure. No, I'm again, I'm always open to that. Um, and we've gone over Always it. open, Matt. Well, I'm, I'm open to it, but I just don't I mean, you're not closed. I don't think it's the right call. But the good thing is we've actually got a, uh, a 20-year-old boy from the South Australian state who last Tuesday was a landscaper and now plays for the Sydney Swans. I mean, today I was, I was a booze rep. <laughs> Hopefully tomorrow I'm also a, uh, an AFL footballer. <laughs> His name's Hayden McLean, not a household name, Deeps. Not yet, not yet. But apparently the boy has a lot of promise, which is good because if we're going to have people like Sam Reid potentially breaking down, it's good to have another guy waiting in the wings. Likely breaking down, unfortunately. Correct. Yeah, no, look, I am uh, inclined to agree. Kinnia Beeson, sorry, Kinnia Beeson has waved the magic wand again. Yeah, look, I, I do like what the AFL is doing um, with the Category B. I don't know whether it's a Category or they're allowing you those couple of spots on the list yeah. that you don't have to fill. And if an injury goes down, you can recruit an appropriate player. Um, that's exactly what we've done. And that's what we've done. We always seem to play those these things right. Um, so hopefully this one pays off and um, the young kid gets a, a good year under his belt. Um, and can be a, a real asset to us. Hopefully it goes all right in the Neafel. Tell you what, Mads, you could do worse than uh, being on your way to work and being picked up by the Sydney Swans. Yeah, just uh, up at 6am heading to the site and Kavanir Beetson gives you a call and says, buddy, just off the 7-Eleven for your $1 coffee. <laughs> We're giving you an opportunity. Not bad at all. Not a bad way to start a Tuesday morning, I wouldn't have thought. Um, and he obviously replaces Jack Maybaum, who's who's been very unlucky um, of late, which uh, and, and we wish him all the best, but uh, we do. We look, do. Look at the end of the day, we've got a got to fill a fill a squad, Debs, and uh, I, I like that we've gone out and, and used the rules to our advantage, um, which yep. is something that we've notoriously done quite well. So we'll see how we go. Time will tell, Mads, but uh, I reckon it's time to go to our first break, there, boys. So we'll be back in a few with our bumper season preview. And what's coming up in round one against the Doggies? Back shortly. You're listening to True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. G'day guys, it's Rob and Adrian from Podular Media. I run The Sash, a filthy Essendon podcast. And I run The Debrief, a snobby Melbourne podcast. But don't hold that against us. We help create true bloods. Even though I still have nightmares about Gary Rowan. And even though we haven't beaten the Swannies in almost a decade. But these blokes are the real deal of South Melbourne heritage. And we got off the ground because we love good footy content. So if you're a fan of the Swannies and True Bloods or you just love podcasts and you want to learn more about how Podular Media can help create a podcast for you or your business, call 0488-055-14 or email adrian at podularmedia.com. Imagine if Troy Luff had his own podcast. No, 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 mate. Imagine if LRT had a podcast. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, let's get back to True Bloods. Welcome back to True Bloods. Uh, Mads, Deves. LRT on the pod. Wouldn't mind Thoughts? it. Wouldn't mind it Thoughts? at all. I think the boys from Podula there, they're on uh, onto one there. Yep. Um, we might have to reach to LRT. Love to have him on the uh, podcast, you know, talk some 05 uh, grand final heroics. Some would say it could have been the, the Norm Smith medalist. Deeps, um, I would be one of those people. That's it. So we might have as, to reach out. Why. 
I reckon we can slide into his DMs. Debs, I reckon you'd be you'd be primed to slide into his DMs. Yeah, look, um, I do go well on the DMs. They uh, do go well for me. Thanks, Mads. But um, let's get back to the Swannies talk, boys. Um, thoughts on the doggies this week? Uh, Debs, I hate the Bulldogs. I hate them with a, a burning passion. Uh, they stole our flag. A burning passion, Mads. Yes. I share such a passion. Yes. They stole our flag, and I'll never forgive or forget that day. Um, and I think we should be able to take care of them fairly easily. They're pretty. They're pretty short. Uh, they don't have anything up forward whatsoever. And as has been done to death, our back six is unbelievable. So I mean, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. I. I think we should comfortably take care of them. Uh, but I think it'll be a good game for guys like Ollie Florent. Um, Still 50-50 to play Oflo, I think, with, I, the, with the I, heard, I heard he was likely. Be good to see him so out there. It 100%. would be really good because, obviously, with his uh, heroics last time at, uh, at Eddie Had or Marvel Stadium, as they like to call it, um, he, he won the game off his own boot, much to Horse's dismay. Well, well, hang on a second. I'm going to put you up on that one, Mads. He said, look, he played on, he kicked the goal, so that's all that matters. <laughs> if he it, wasn't to horses, story. it wasn't to Horse's dismay. It was much to Horse's delight, in fact, and, <laughs> as, and mine as a supporter. Because uh, as I said, I thought we were... Um, I thought schools were tight at that point. Yeah, you were, <laughs> I you didn't, were, I, well, you were mate, full as a state school, weren't you? Full as an old man's boot, Mads, and I was bloody, I was putting beer all over everyone around me, and it was it was all happening. And I was actually, if you uh, recall, Mads, I was actually sitting next to Ollie Florence's mum. Yeah, you were. And I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she caught some of them my, uh, my Carlton draft shower as well. Um, in any case, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you, Mads. I, I, I've heard some interesting things about Tom Limbratore yeah. uh, potentially coming through and having a pretty big season. Um, been training the house down, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but I will... I kind of struggle to see the firepower in the dogs at times. I think they've got a lot of raw talent in the likes of someone like Libertore and Bontempelli, but yep. they just they Jack never McRae. seem to be able to pull it together, except for that one bloody day that they did it in September, which is a story for another time. But um, I, I think this week should be a relatively comfortable victory. Hey, again, if we're not if we're not putting that, what, what we said, if we're not uh, switched on, we'll we'll get our pants pulled well, down. But two weeks ago, Tommy and I said one, one of the main things we want to see is that you put teams to the sword that you know you should. So if we can't put the Western Bulldogs to the sword at Etihad, where we notoriously play very, very good football, then it's it's pretty hard to see us doing doing a great deal this year. That's it. Well, I've got a bit of a theory, boys. But, sorry, Ben, have you got yeah, something to say? Yeah, Go. sorry, boys. I, right. I do want to jump in there. I'm also going to just flag that we are notoriously not fast starters. Correct, correct. So... Just your point about putting a team to the sword, whilst I do want to see that as well, I think we need to also remember that there'll be a lot of sort of touch and feel of to, course. Way, to, to find your feet in, in season 2019. I just and think we're a cut above, and, and I think even in round one, and I show agree. that. And I agree. As I was going to say, boys, I've got a bit of a theory. I don't think the doggy should even be allowed let onto the ground on the weekend. Oh, deeps, deeps. Because I, I don't know if you guys have seen in the news these jumpers that... Yeah, I think it's hard to miss them. The Bulldogs Jesus. are going to go out in... Yeah, oh, we're going to team up with Marvel and we're going to come out with these awesome Thor jumpers that are an absolute disgrace. Jeez, you'd want a bit of cash for that. Look, I personally, I, I'm, I'm personally a, a big Avengers fan and I loved all three of the Thor movies and I don't look at that Guernsey for one second and think, oh, gee, that's Thor. Looks you know, like a poke- Pokemon... Type Mate, thing, it I, looks I bloody. You're not wrong, Mads. He looks like bloody Blastoise before it, <laughs> before it looks like anything else. <laughs> you know, it was one of the funny things I heard. Um, it must have been the CEO of the Bulldogs. They had like the Bulldogs membership day on SEN or whatever, and he was on there. He's like, "Oh, um, Jared Waitley was like, oh, how many jumpers have you sold?" And they're like, "Oh, we've sold maybe 200, and we're hoping to sell 500." And for this ridiculous jumper, you're like, you'd you'd be hoping thousands, surely for like a big deal with Marvel. 
Right. They're now. probably paying yeah. Marvel to sort of, you know, promote this type thing. So, look, they've, uh, they're coming from behind. Put it that way. It's a shocking jumper. Shocking. I don't, I don't think 500, 500 jumpers is going to yeah. renovate. I don't think Teddy you. I don't think you're even going to pay for the jumpers, are you? Really, Jesus. Oh. T- Teddy would be rolling in his grave seeing that. Uh, oh, but you know what? Absolutely, that jumper. You know what? From a purely from a marketing perspective, maybe it does pick up the. You know, you've got all the little tackers sort of. You, you put know, it grabbing onto, grabbing onto the jackets, going, "Oh, Dad, it's Marvel." I but it doesn't even look like Mar- Thor. Marvels. No, it doesn't. But it, you know what? It. If you tell people it's Marvel, you know, maybe it's Marvel. To them, you know? I think it's a failure. Yeah, I just well, think it's I, a I failure. Don't, I don't. I don't condone it. I think. <laughs> I, I, imagine if, if we Sydney, did that. If it was Sydney, oh, I wouldn't oh be buying God. it. Oh my God! I we'll, wouldn't be buying it. We'll move on from this one, boys. It's yeah, a disgrace. We'll, we'll let this yeah, one. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll let it go. We could talk about it all day, but we'll let it go. <laughs> you know, interesting fact I saw when I was um, having a look at the fixture um, today. We play three games at Marvel in the first six rounds, so. Yep. It will be interesting to see how we go. Obviously, as Mad said, we notoriously play pretty well there. Um, I think we got the Tigers in round three. Do uh, we play the Tigers at Marvel again? again. That annoyed me yeah. last year. Could even be round six. We play I think one, three, and six. We play there. Um, so hopefully the boys, you know, get used to the ground um, and uh, go all right. It'll be good. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, I, I don't know. Look, it's it's. <sighs> It's so hard to sort of speculate. I mean, when we, when I sort of, sort of thought about doing a season preview, it's like, well, it's really just absolute speculation, and and that's the great thing about the time before round one is anything's possible at the end of the day. But I mean, how do you guys sort of see the first six weeks of our year? If we sort of look at all those matches, where do you want to sort of wind up after the first six games? Well, if I'm being completely honest with you, Mads, I I would like to be six and zero, but I think that given that we have started a little slower in the past, I think it's actually I would be happy with sort of like a four and two. Yeah, I mean there are some tricky some tricky games in there, such as you know the Melbourne one. Um, that's at the SCG though. I think that's probably what I'm most intrigued to see though is just our our form. At the SCG. Yeah, definitely. It was a bit of cause for concern last year. Um, not being able to bank those games at the SCG. Um, finally got away from Telstra Stadium. So every game at the SCG. While we're on the topic of the SCG. But it's a bit concerning about what's going on with the ground there. With them playing the Rugby Super 7s on there. Um, what's, what's happened, babes? Why don't you so inform the True Bloods faithful? The True Bloods faithful. So they're playing a bit of rugby on it at the moment. And um, obviously with their scrum, there's... Bloody 830, 40-kilo lads pushing against each other. and bit like get... yourself, Dapes. No. Just a couple of balls of muscle. Yeah, balls of muscle, exactly right. Um, and, yeah, really digging the heels in, and that it's just tearing up the ground. Basically, it, it looks like Eddie had in 2001. Yeah, very sandy, and they had to get up oh. there with the thumpers, thumping the um, grass back down. Um, so hopefully that come, comes all good, but it's definitely cause for concern. Not what you want to see, Benny. And it will be highlighted by the AFL as we have seen with ground issues in the past. They'll probably ban us from trading for two years. Oh, yeah, yeah I wouldn't be surprised, Matt. <laughs> That's it. But, um, yeah, look, I would like to come out of – obviously you want to win as many games as you can. That's a given. But um, a couple of tough games in there. The Melbourne, really Melbourne versus Richmond. Week after week, April 11th and April 20th, round uh, four and five. That's a pretty good barometer for where you're sitting. I think we're going to know how we're going very early. Look, yeah. everyone's, yeah, everyone's pre- predicting Adelaide's going to be dangerous um, off a bit of a flat season last year. We've got them in round two. Um, and the likes of Melbourne and uh, Richmond as well. And then um, GWS. And then GWS round six. I think that it'll be the, uh, the Crosstown Clash. Yeah, uh, the well, battle of the, the bridge. Battle of the bridge. Thank you, Mads. That'll uh, that for me will be our our barometer because you know the thing with GWS at the moment is they just kind of go from strength to strength each year. Now, I have obviously had very strong opinions of GWS and their ticker and things like that, but at the end of the day, they're a seriously, seriously, seriously silky outfit, talented, and, talented uh, for days. They absolutely pulled our pants down in that elimination final, and I still remember how I felt after that. Um, 
I will be looking to that game as a real sort of telltale for where we're at because it's kind of beyond slow start. If we if, if we were to go to that game and really get pantsed, then that would be beyond a slow start yep. sort of uh, excuse header, if you will. It's danger zone. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, there's probably a few alarm bells. The however, res- yep. however uh, there is a bit of water to go under the bridge. However, I am relatively confident in how we're, where we're placed and we're heading into the season. And I think it'll just be good for us to sort of get some of those tougher fixtures out of the way early on. Debs? Yeah, Ben. Look, I am always confident with the Swans outfit. We look back a couple of years ago. We were had our backs up against the walls at zip and six and still made the finals comfortably. Um, so even if, look, hopefully there is no poor start, but um, learn from our mistakes in the past, get going early, um, and I think, yeah, some very important games in that first six round. I think it's essential to start quickly. I, I think, you know... Build saying, the momentum. Well, saying, saying that we start 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 slow, notoriously. I mean, that's no reason to continue that trend. I think the competition is as such as it is at the moment that it's so tight that you really can't afford, as far as I'm concerned, to start slowly because I think you're going to have a lot of teams coming out of the gates pretty bloody quickly, to be honest. Um, and I think that a lot of those teams will be the ones that we're playing, your, your Richmonds, your GWSs, your Melbournes, if Melbourne are who they are saying they are going to be. Um, speaking of uh, questioning ticker, Ben, I've, um, I've questioned the ticker of the Melbourne Demons and will continue to do so until they prove me otherwise. But um, look, I think we've got a great side and uh, I think it's a good, good sort of, Round six is a good benchmark because, I mean, as you said, we're at the depths of hell losing to Carlton and Zip Six two years ago. So um, I don't foresee that being the case no. at the moment. But I mean, as I look over, as I look over a schedule, I see a win this weekend against the Dogs. No reason why we don't get a win against the Crows, and no reason why we don't get a win against the Blues. And then from there, it's kind of the the D's, and then it's the Tigs, and then the Giants, and if you were to, I don't think I'm being unreasonable in saying that we'd absolutely pick up at least one of those, um, and if you know, if not two. That's it, Ben. Um, look, one thing I will say about like, yeah, we want that fast start. The priority though is to be playing peak footy at the, at the end of the year. It is completely um, agree. So look, if you're not all up and going sort of come sort of round five, round six. We just don't want to be that zip and six, basically. No, so long as I, I think got... there's a difference between, you know, hitting your peak too early and just not having a slow start. I think that's, that's, that's the, to find that balance is imperative. Yeah. And also remember that we're not necessarily going to be going in with our best 22 on the park. Correct. So I look at that and I sort of think about what you say there, Dave's about wanting to make sure you're hitting your stripes at the right time and, I mean, to be honest, I look at the first six rounds and, as I said, I don't think there's any reason why we can't be four and four mm. and two. Which would be huge. So, before we get to that, Mads, do I have a verdict on this weekend's game from you? Uh, should win comfortably. Four, four goals. Four goals. Debs? Slightly more for me, Benny. Um. Yeah, five to six goals for me. I think we'll get it done pretty comfortably. I think we're going to be dangerous up front. Um, back six will dominate, and um, I think it'll be a bit of a tussle in the midfield. But I think we'll just have a bit too much uh, firepower for them. Yeah, I reckon we're a bit tall going forwards for their uh, for their undersized back line. Yeah. Especially if Bud plays. If Bud plays, I think it's six, seven goals plus. But otherwise, I'm going to go with Mads. I'm going to save uh, four goals. Uh, and with that, boys, we might uh, throw to the social question. Bit of social engagement. We, we Never do, been shy. We do love that down at True Bloods. We love when the faithful gets around um, the old uh, social question. Oh, so don't we? Keep hitting us up, and we'll uh, try to get you on. The best answers will feature. We uh, we went to you this week, True Bloods. With uh, do you reckon that we come away with round from round one with a win? If so, who has the biggest influence? And we had a couple of uh, interesting uh, interesting inputs, something about Milliken having 15 intercept marks and 40-odd touches. Don't know about that, Rob, but um, 
Always appreciate you do. Uh, always appreciate your input. I uh, I actually was quite fond of uh, one of my men, Nick Potter. Two is this two weeks in a row, Ben? Two two in a row. Well, he's Nick Potter. He's quite he's banter. He's uh he's on point. High, he's high on quality. Point. Absolutely high quality. We love the input. Appreciate uh, the uh, shout out. During the week as well. Absolutely we do. Uh, George to shut down McRae. Alir on the intercept. Bud, eight goals. Chief dominant in the ruck. And a couple of snags to go with it. But Parker will be the star. Setting up a brown low year. How about that, Potts? That's some seriously special stuff. I love where... That's putting me in great areas, boys. That's putting me in great areas. I'm very. I'm liking that as well, Ben. Um, I'll go with uh, Atticus Saunders. Another I- regular. Another regular. So I can hear Gil's voice through the microphone. I heeny three votes. A great preseason and the blonde bull is looking bigger and better than ever. He'll dominate around the ground with a couple of sausage rolls to match. Bloods by four goals. Can't argue with that. Um, I've got James Hacker. Now, he brings up a very good point. A leer, a leer, pinch hitting in the ruck and going back with six or more intercept marks. We wouldn't mind that at all. He was sensational in the last JLT. Absolutely, absolutely. I uh, once again flawless input from uh, from the True Bloods faithful uh, boys. I'm going to get your calls on the matches ahead. So just go through all of our round one matches. Uh, the Blues and the Tigs starting off tomorrow night. MCG, first game of the season as always, Mads. I'm going to say the Blues. I reckon there is just a wave of positivity and round one's pretty special. And I'm going to say uh, I, I, would, I would hope to God that they knock off the Tigs. So I'm going to say it. I also would hope to God, but I think you're no, high. Yeah, well. Uh, it'll no, be the Tigs quite comfortably. I reckon be. six, seven goals. Yeah, well, I, I agree with you there, Ben. I think someone needs to call the cops because Madsy's off his chops. Um, we'll no, they will, they will belt them, but God, wouldn't it be nice? Yeah, wouldn't no. it be nice to see Cripps and, and that Sam Walsh go absolutely berserk out of the middle and hit them right between the eyes? But yeah, probably not. Probably another long season for the Blue Baggers, to be honest. Sadly. It'd be yeah. nice, yeah. Tigers by uh, 10 goals. Oof. Jeez, a bloodbath to start off the season. It wouldn't be the first time either, Ben. No, it wouldn't. Uh, The Pies versus the Cats at the MCG Friday night, 7.50. Big one, I reckon. Yeah, but not really. It'll be the Pies. Cats suck. They're going. They're heading down the ladder, in my opinion. Tend to to disagree. Yeah, so do I. Um, I think they might get the um, balance between the big three, Selwood, Dangerfield and Ablett. Ablett going more forward this year, probably kick 45 goals. Um, probably and, win a Coleman, and Dan- Ugh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Can't remember the last time 45 won a Coleman. But anyway, Ben, we'll move on. Um, I'll never forget when they, in a semi-final, when they moved Dangerfield down for, up forward and we just had no response. And I think they're going to be doing that a lot this year. And I think people are doing to Geelong what they're doing to us and completely underestimating um, what they have at their disposal. Yeah, well, I think Danger, with Abbott sort of definitely going forward, Danger will be back in the midfield a little bit more. Yep. Still be pinch hitting up there for sure. But, um, yeah, Geelong for me. The Ds versus the Power, also at the MCG. Again, if uh, the demons are any anything like they are touting themselves, then it should be a comfortable victory, I would say. Yeah, I I tend to agree. D's at the MCG, probably five goals for mine. Debs, D's for me um, as well. Um, but yeah, Port with a lot to prove this year, I think. Offer so much. Yeah, they're they're one of those teams that really have to make the eight to for their trading in the last couple of years and their recruitment to um, yeah, not get a bit of a blasting if they don't make the eight this year. Yep. Um, I reckon Kochi could be in a bit of trouble. But, um, you know, we'll go with the Ds. Crows and the Hawks, Adelaide Oval. Crows, comfortably. Debs? Yeah. Oh. I'm not going to say comfortably. Yeah, I'm not going to say comfortably. I, it's pretty tight for mine. And that's it. And sort of everyone's predicting Adelaide to come good this year um, after a pretty average season. Um, and the advantage of the Adelaide Oval, um, it's a bit of a coliseum there. 
Um, but I'll, I'll back the Crows at home. If it was anywhere but the Adelaide Oval, I would say it would be close. But I think that I think that's arguably the be- the best home ground advantage in the league at the moment. I think. Yeah, if you if you haven't been over the Adelaide Oval, yeah, bloody yeah. sensational. Really, really good viewing. Um, just great uh, atmosphere. It's um, something you don't get very often at the footy sometimes. No, particularly not for uh, for the likes of Port Adelaide and such, as of uh, before they went across to Adelaide Oval. Um, skipping our game onto the Lions and the Eagles, and that's happening at the Gabba. Jeez, I like the look of the Lions this year. They're, they're my tip to really, rise. They're my really, tip to rise up the ladder. Really, I like. Oh, I don't think it's a surprise. I think a, a lot of people are sort of saying, geez, it might be the time you look. you got guys like you've got Lockie Neal in there now. You've got Charlie Cameron to come back from injury. You've got Zorko who's gone to another level. Yeah, you miss out on beams, but that's covered by Lockie Neal. It's very, very good signs. You've got Hipwood. Again, another another preseason into him. They're a good side. Yeah, no, there's and they've lot, got a good coach. There's a lot to like about them. There's a lot to like. Uh, it'll be the Eagles for mine. However, really like where the uh, where the lines are at. I'm going to say Eagles four goals. Yep. That's it. I think um, I'm going to go the upset here. Go the Lions and the West Coast Eagles are going to be my prediction to have a bit of a down year. To be honest, um, I think they were pretty lucky to uh, scrape through with the flag last year. Um, won won their fifteen games or so last year. Good side, but um, the competition's always improving, and I think they could be a slider this year for mine, boys. For yours, Debs. Right on, christening Marvel Stadium, the uh, bottom of the table clash between the Saints and the Suns. Whoa. Who's going to... First of all, I want your tip for the game, but I also want you to tell me which one of these two sides is going to take out the wooden spoon this year. Because it's a two-horse race at yep. the bottom right now. Yeah. Um, for mine, St Kilda, they're going to really, really struggle. No Carlisle, no Hanabry, no, no Paddy McCartan. No, Dil- no Dylan Robertham. No Dylan, no Dylan Robertham. There's your, your best full back, your best half back. No Jack Stephen, did you mention that? Yeah, he's yeah. probably coming back soon, though. Um, and Paddy McCartan um, as well. They're, they're best, it's bloody unlucky. It's unlucky for him, but... I, t- yeah, I can't see him going any good this year. Neither, neither, neither can I. And you say that it's unlucky. It's very I, St. Kilda. I, I agree. <laughs> but you know what? At the same time, I look at the calibre of players that we're talking about here. You know, Dan Hanabry, he's probably the cream of the crop there. Uh, you look at a guy like Jake Carlisle, who unfortunately has been pretty inconsistent. Um, and then you've got someone like Dylan Robertson, who's a well-known name, but not a... Superstar, not a superstar, not, not, not a prolific, not a lauded footballer. Yeah. Uh, I just we're talking about how they're stuffed because these guys are missing, and that they're, they're the pivotal players to St Kilda. So we say unlucky, but at the same time, you've got to look at their recruitment over. Also, the last look at of their years coach. And you're like, guys, come on. Yeah, I've I've got to say, I reckon that's my headline. Um, Richo. Richo, I reckon, go. I reckon, Richo will uh, will be gone. Maybe yeah, he's he's literally. He's a Div 1 coach at best, you know yeah, what I mean? I'm hoping, he, I'm hoping like we don't see Richo on 360 this year. Yeah, uh, he needs he, a focus, he doesn't he? He needs to just like put everything into getting that club up to up to standard, really. Who's going to win, boys, this weekend? Gold Coast. Gold Coast for me. We'd see to have 50 hit outs. Gold Coast for mine also. Uh, we have got up at Spotless Stadium... The GWS Giants versus the Bombers. Good game. GWS. Good game. Yeah, GWS. Dons for me. If, if the Dons win, they will be talking about flags and like that, they were they, last year. But you yeah, know what? I almost want them to. Yeah, yeah. Mate, they are the March premiers every year. Got a couple of Bombers, mate. They're always on the bandwagon. They win the first two and they're like, they're talking flags. That win against Adelaide last year, it was, it was deafening. It was deafening from the Essendon supporters. Uh, did, did we see him in September last year, boys? We did no, not. No, we did not. Nah, yeah, no, probably be. Nah, they're a bit better this year. But look, I think they'll get the job done against GWS. But um, they are the the March premiers as always. Uh, and out west at Optus Stadium, we've got the Dockers taking on North Melbourne. 
Uh, North will comfortably do this because Fremantle are a club in absolute disarray. Shambles, you reckon, Mads? Correct. North to get the job done. Bit of controversy over there with uh, old Jesse. Tipping a few in of a, of a Saturday before Sunday training. Recruit of the bloody year. Yeah. He was looking good in the JLT too. Yeah, he was. But um, let's be honest, I don't really give a stuff about that game. But Neither do yeah, I. No. <laughs> North, Neither do I. North uh, to win, take the four points, I think. Yeah, ben, North. Benny Brown to kick a few. North to take the win for mine also. Uh, boys, I want to actually run something by you. Now, I mean, basically, the way this will go is that um, I've got a couple of questions, and the way that it kind of falls together is I'm going to get you to pick out uh, your premier, your runner-up, all the way through some uh, some couple of sort of more tricky selections, like maybe a surprise All-Australian, um, game changes, things like that. Are you ready? Yes. Yes, Right on. All right. Who's your premier for the year? Sydney. Sydney. <laughs> Sydney also. Who's your runner-up? Collingwood. Richmond. I've gone West Coast. Wooden Spoon. St. Kilda. St. Kilda. St. Kilda also for me. Moving up. I've said Lions. Yeah. Oh, moving yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lions. Who's set to fall? Hawthorne. West Coast. Geelong. Brownlow medal. Five. He's a gun, isn't he? He's, He's so a gun. He's, He's so got no one good. to take votes off him. I'm I'm gonna go with Dangerfield. The with the six six six, he's going to have a lot more yeah. room to use his power, and he's. They've said he's going to be playing more midfield time, so danger for me, Benny. If Sydney win the flag, I'm saying Franklin because he probably boots boots seventy to eighty, yeah. and he get and he's going to. The umpires are going to see every touch. Common Brownlow flag yeah. wouldn't be bad. Tell you what, now next one, <laughs> common middle, Budwa. Probably a ben, I reckon Kennedy or Budwa. Ben, ben Brown for me. Yeah, I've said JJK or Buddy. Uh, yeah. And this is all obviously again. If Kennedy can stay on flag. the park, though, that's the thing. Yeah. Yep. Rising star. you got to go the young lad from uh, Carlton. Yeah, Sam Walsh. Sam Walsh. Not if Blakey comes out and boots 40. Yeah, that would be bloody nice. I'm liking your Sydney theme, Ben. Recruit of, recruit of the year. I did have Hogan until last week. <laughs> recruit of the year. I think I think Beams will go back to Collingwood and just slot in there so nicely. I actually think Lockie Neal to Brisbane will yep. be enormous yeah, for them. Massive, massive. Like it just nullifies losing Beams. Yep. And he's younger. Surprise All-Australian. I've gone with Millsy. But the reason I went with Millsy and not Heaney is because I reckon Heaney's a walk-up star. Yeah, that's it. I like that. Uh, Surprise surprise. All-Australian. Who's one that, you know, just gets the job done every week and could just dominate all year? You tell me, Debs. It's hard. It is. Um, We'll come back to it. We'll come back, yep. Headline you'll see, I've gone to going in strife after nightclub brawl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, young Geordie doesn't doesn't mind tipping a few in the the lad. Um, it's like Swans do it again. Defy the odds. May twenty twenty one and twenty four finals and another flag to bloody shove it up. Yeah, I'd love to see that. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Banned from training for four years. <laughs> We've probably got Gil McLaughlin coming out this year. During the year saying, oh, Swans play by the ugly footy. Well, we know what happened last time that was said. We won the flag. So something like that would be nice. <laughs> Absolutely. Headline you won't see, worth the wait, which I was pretty happy with. Personally, I thought it was quite comical. Worth um, the wait. Yeah, worth the wait. The old Herald Sun Pan, because, you know, Jared Waits retired. I've over-explained it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine, mine's probably like, oh, the Franklin trade doesn't pay off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some, something silly. Something stupid. Like uh, big call. Horse to adapt his game plan. <laughs> horse to be adaptive. Yeah, horse to, horse to be versatile. Yeah. Agile. That's a good word, that one. Game changer. I've gone with the 666. I think that uh, that's going to open up play and really change how the game is I, I actually think... That's not, my game changer. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Have you had time to think about that? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah I'm mine, thinking, oh, geez, out, mine took about five minutes. <laughs> um, so I think... The not having to kick to yourself at kick-ins 
is going to be yeah, I like that one actually. Well, because you'll especially for the first couple of rounds, people will still be in the habit of waiting to set up, and I reckon people will just get moving. Yep, 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 yep. It'll be good. Game changer, deeps. No, well, those two are pretty bloody good. You got to maybe maybe with the runners. That could be a big a big thing. Um, obviously, not as much time on the ground. Um, the younger sides, that's more going to affect not being able to yep. get that message out there. But I agree with um, both Mads and Benjamin yourself. Um, those the six six and uh, the play on from full back, they will uh, definitely change the game. That's for sure. You'd say so. Well, boys, I reckon that's just about it. Uh, that's just about it for us. I reckon we could probably wrap it up there. Thanks, uh, thanks for having us, Ben, and uh, lovely to have you in the driver's seat. Done a really good job, mate. And Tell uh, you what. hopefully we got Tommy back next week. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> is that a bit of a bit of a cheap, I cheap little? I think, whack. I think I just got, I think I just got negged. Nah, not at all, not oh, at all. Backhanded, sta- backhanded compliment, mate. You've been the the self proclaimed <laughs> king of audacity. Let's be honest. <laughs> um. Now you've got to do an outro like Tommy does, Ben. That's it. And this has been True Bloods, the number one Sydney Swans fan podcast. And that is it. Can the Mighty Bloods for this Saturday night against the Western Bulldogs. And make sure you check us out on all the social channels, iTunes, Awushka, Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify. Thanks to Madison Clark and Dave Baxter for being here with me. Pleasure, Benny. Never a chore, Ben. My name's Ben Andrew. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you next week on True Bloods at the Swatties. This has been a Podular Media production.